we now bring in Joy Taylor, host of Speak on FS1. Uh, it's been kind of a weird show, and I'm sure it was for you today, too. And a, you know, a, a tough, awkward, not really sure how to necessarily approach all of this over the last 24 hours. So I'm not going to ask like a dumb question, like, how do you feel? But you, you obviously grew up around the game, and everybody is reacting as best they can and trying to understand uh, you know, what happened last night. What is just you know, your overall reaction to what you saw and, and how it's been trying to navigate through this for you and everybody else over there at FS1 over the last 24 hours with this. Yeah. I mean, it's awful for, for everyone, for not just, you know, those of us that talk about it, but for fans. And that was a, that was a pretty devastating night for everybody. And it's everyone's worst fear to see something like that on the field and everyone feels kind of helpless and that's just, I think that's the connecting fiber with all of it is that we want him to be okay and we want to know that he's okay. We we don't know if he's okay and we'll find out, you know, when it's the appropriate time for us to find out. So all we can do is, you know, is pray and talk to each other about it. It's it's a horrible thing. It's a freak accident. It's not something that you can regulate out of the game. There's no one to blame for it. There's no one to be mad about. So you know, there's these rare times in sports and in life and society where we all, for the most part, just kind of see each other and feel the same thing and think the same thing. And I think that's what we've been experiencing for, you know, the last day in reaction to what happened to Zamar Hamlin. And we're still waiting um, on some news. I've I've seen a few things on on Twitter recently, but you know, at this point, I think we should all just, you know, remain patient and, and see what, what we hear from him. But it's, you know, it's, it's, it's hard not to think of all the times where we've seen these big hits or we've, you know, seen guys knocked out and how we just not dehumanize it. I mean, I'm not going out in the field. I'm not doing anything. I'm calling it to work if I stub my toe. But <laughs> you know, we, we, we really get so used to these very traumatic situations and seeing those guys' faces. I mean, for me, I don't know what it was like for you, but when I saw them crying and saw Joe Burrow's face, yeah, I mean, that's just like, that's a look that, you know, okay, something here has happened that we haven't seen before. I mean, Shady does the show with me. He played 12 NFL seasons. I talked to my brother earlier today, he played 15. And they both said they'd never seen anything even remotely like it. It's just, it's an unprecedented situation. And I think that's the feeling that we're all uh, sitting with is just what happens and is he going to be okay? Yeah, and you had to do a show, obviously, today as an opinionist and a human being and someone who grew up in the area in Pittsburgh with a brother who played in the NFL. Um, But then the next question, and and I, I at some point, the NFL is going to have to make a decision, too, in terms of, like, do they play this game ever? Do they remain consistent with Week 18? Like, in, in your opinion, what do, you, what do you think is the right thing to do? I mean, well, right can be kind of relative, you know. I, yeah. it's, we'd love to give everyone, you know, the space to process it, right. and I can't. I'm sure you guys have heard from your own sources what happened on the field. I can't imagine what they actually saw and what they're actually feeling. Right. And, you know, these are human beings. I, you know, the league is, is a business and it's a, you know, it's a lot of people make money and that's their job. 
you know. And so I don't know how they handle it. I was listening to to Peter King on The Herd earlier today, and he made an interesting point uh, that I hadn't considered, which is, you know, we just went through a pandemic for several years where all of these sports leagues navigated completely unprecedented situations and managed to get the games in and managed to figure it out and managed to make concessions and managed to be overall very humane and reasonable about how they were handling these situations that they had never run into before in the history of their sport, which is what we're dealing with in this situation. So I, I think, you know, everyone is on high alert for how to handle it and how to handle it humanely. And, you know, the NFLPA and the NFL and the teams are certainly all in heavy communication for how they're going to move forward and figure it out. I don't know how it matches up with, you know, the playoff seedings and what it means for home in a way if they just don't play the game. And honestly, I haven't really allowed my brain to dig much into that. And I know that that conversation is obviously coming, but again, I'm kind of at the spot where they'll let us know, you know, like I, I don't need to sit here and try and math the math together for how to get it done. You know, they have professionals that, do this at the highest level and you know they'll they'll let us know and i'm sure it will be something that is as close to you know reasonable as you can in an unprecedented situation and i think we all need to just give each other some grace that we've never dealt with a situation like this before and there is a real human being who's fighting for his life yeah. because of it and everyone's just you know trying to do the best they can to sort this out and i think it will end up being sorted out in a way that, you know, doesn't hopefully spark any kind of outrage. Well, we know at some point there's always outrage somewhere from somebody. So they can only do obviously as much as they can. You know, you, you bring up an interesting point too when you're kind of talking about the human element of this. We had Sal Capaccio on who covers the team in Buffalo. He was on last hour and he did mention that they from what they've heard from the league is week 18 is on as expected. Uh, but you can say that but it's not just going to be the players that were involved in this game. You got players all around this league that have seen this. That it's natural to think, what if me? What if that happens to me? It's like you're driving on an icy road and it's a big snowstorm. You see a car crash and you're thinking, what if I slip on the ice and the same thing happens? I know you guys don't have ice, obviously, out there in beautiful Southern California. But, you know, when you used to be in the ice, I'm sure you remember that. But, yeah, it's. I just. I think that's really going to be the hard part about this is even if they're I mean, it could be weeks where guys just may mentally not be ready. And I don't blame anybody for that joy because this is just something that is so like we're talking, we're watching this game and we're all shaken up. It's a scary thing to then, if you're a player, go back out on that field and have that in the back of your head. Yeah. I mean, you remember Ryan Shazier. Yep. Mm -hmm. When Same that field. happened, we, yeah, we talked about, about that a little bit on the show today and obviously a, a, a Pittsburgh guy, how can it not, you know, this is, and this is, like I said, this is unprecedented. This is the thing that, that the anxiety that looms over this very violent game, this very thing happening on the field. So it's perfectly reasonable for people to be somewhat checked out or playing with a little bit of fear or, you know, compartmentalizing it in really in ways that we might not relate to either. So I think the I think the thing we all need to remember 
is that we're all processing things in a very different way. We all understand the severity of the situation and not look to, you know, try and create uh, extra adversity in the situation or extra animosity in the situation by trying to create a layer to the story um, to, to just to be able to continue to talk about it. Like, it's awful. It is devastating. It's terrifying. To your point, there are more humans that are going to go and play football in just a few days. And in the back of their mind, it might be there. So let's, as fans, give the players some grace, give the coaches some grace. Let's, as a league, do the same and do the best that the league can do to accommodate and provide any kind of resources that the players or coaches need, not just for Buffalo in Cincinnati who were, you know, there on the field and involved, but anybody else who needs it as well. I think we get met with these, these moments in our careers and in, you know, in life where we have to apply all the things that we talk about, that we like to say about ourselves, like that we're good people and we care about others and we have empathy and, you know, we care about the players and we care about other people's health and, all these things that are that you know we like we we like think about ourselves yeah. you know yeah and this is an opportunity to apply that to to real life this is an opportunity to step up and be that humane empathetic person and i think you saw a lot of that in just the amount of people that have donated to his clothing or to his toy drive and just overnight he had a goal of $2,500. I don't even know what it was. It was like almost 5 million when I was on the air earlier. So I'm sure it's, it's well past that now. And so I, I think just keep that in mind over the next couple of days, over the next few weeks that, you know, this is it's a lot. Everybody's dealing with a lot and, you know, just, let's just try and be nice to each other yeah. when we're dealing with it. Yeah. So congratulations, by the way, on, on speak. Oh, I haven't, I haven't uh, gotten a chance. I'm very excited to be on with you, Trista. I've been following you for a long time. Vice versa. <laughs> I, I have been trying to get you on the show for months, and I'm so glad that we got to do it. Terrible timing that we're doing it tonight, um, but, you know, just another opportunity for you to be great in, in moments of adversity, which I'm not surprised by. So I'm, I'm super excited to have you on. I just kind of want to get your, you know, overall thoughts, like transitioning from undisputed to Colin to now having your own show. I think it's, and I told this to Nick, like so dope that there is a, a woman in sports media that is a full on opinionist and, and everything up into this point, I'm just so happy for you. I think it's just very well deserved. And I just would love to hear how your experience has been going so far and kind of how all those opportunities and and different um, roles differ and, and, and what you kind of learned from all of them. Well, thank you. Uh, I really appreciate that. That's That's been my goal since I got in the business uh, many years ago, because I started on the radio side purposefully before, you know, our our digital explosion in the media business happened, because I always, I wanted to be an opinionist. And I saw the direction that the, not not just our business, but also the news business was going, which was that, you know, we kind of have access to all the news on our phones now. So we know what happened. Now we want to hear what people think about what happened. <laughs> so I've, I've always wanted to be on that side of it. And uh, I've, I've been really blessed to have a great opportunity at Fox to do that and to, 
work with the, you know, the biggest opinionists in the business and, you know, starting and launching undisputed and traveling around the country, doing that show live was a great experience for me. And then obviously working on the herd alongside Colin, who just does just a juggernaut of a show three hours every day, simulcast, um, and has been doing it for so many years. And he was, you know, so great and gracious to me, giving me, uh, you know, a lot of space in that platform to not only just develop as a, um, you know, personality and, and building my platform, but, you know, also being able to challenge him and, you know, stand in my, in my own space with him on the show. So uh, I'm always grateful when, when people say that they enjoyed uh, Colin and I together, because we, we really put a lot of work into making that show great. And also, you know, we never took a day off during uh, shutdown. So we yeah. did three hours a day, five days a week with no sports for like four months, which I blacked out. I don't remember. <laughs> I honestly, have, we'll, we'll joke about it. I'm like, I don't know what, what we talked about. I know we talked about, like, I feel like, I don't know, Cam Newton, maybe Aaron Rodgers. And then uh, the last dance was that, huge yeah, <laughs> yeah that's pretty much like all anybody talked about at that point was just that it was like okay let's talk about this episode now <laughs> we've got old sports we can discuss <laughs> right, now. right but then there was the esports I mean, watching like we didn't know exactly <laughs> what happened right <laughs> so yeah <laughs> so that that was you know that was a great like developing moment for the show as well but now being able to do speak and be you know in a space where i'm an opinionist full-time which has always been my goal and you know, to be equal with the men on the show. Yeah. And be not able be an to... airline traffic controller, you know, which is kind mm -hmm. of what the role that we've been in has been, or at least what the vision for us has been. Yeah. And that's, that's always been a motivation of mine that I did not want to, um, you know, I've used every step of my career and every role that I've been in to get better. So I don't look at any of them. Uh, any of the opportunities that I've ever had as, uh, you know, a waste of time. I think that everything happens when it's supposed to. And I was very cliche, but, you know, I thought when I graduated college, I was ready to do what I'm doing now. I wasn't. <laughs> no, wasn't Don't that. we all? We all think that. We all do. <laughs> yeah. I had, I had wild confidence. I wish I had a drop of that kind of confidence now. But, you know, I wasn't ready. And that you do prepares you for the next thing. So... You know, being able to watch those different steps and develop has been great. So uh, I'm very grateful. And, and Speak has been awesome. And the guys are great. Well, we'll have to have you on more. Definitely. We love having you on. So we'd love to do it again. Hard out for yes, us. Hard, yeah, they're literally kicking guys. us off here <laughs> for break now. So Joy Taylor, FS1, Speak. Make sure you check that out. Thank you, Joy. Appreciate it. It's Bet MGM tonight. Guys. Thank you.